The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association, where Dr. Jeffrey Carr is our board chair, and Rudolph Johnson III is our president and CEO. Our mission is to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness services. Our desired impact, our vision, healthy and educated communities where dreams become reality. We hope today's episode and every episode of Leadership Matters offers value-added and thought-provoking ideals for advancing emerging and current leaders. I am excited about today's show. Today we're going to be talking about tips on being more charismatic, influential, and confident. And Cynthia, I know you'd say powerful and confident. (laughs) Yes, I would. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And so... Um, I am delighted uh, to have you on the show with us today, Cynthia Burnham. She's a coach and the author of The Charisma Edge, A How-To Guide for Turning on Your Leadership Power. So, uh, Cynthia, welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm excited and honored to be here. Great. And I will invite our listening audience to email us today or in the future. Um, join the conversation today, if you'd like, by calling in at one 866 Four seven two five seven nine zero, or emailing in questions or comments to Leadership Matters Questions at Innovisions.org. Again, that's Leadership Matters Questions, no spaces, at Innovisions.org, or calling in to one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. So, Cynthia, in getting started, why don't we um, have you share a little bit about yourself so that our listening audience can gain a little bit of a perspective or say a little bit of an understanding of the perspective that you bring. So, would it be helpful for me to discuss a little bit about my background and how I came into this work? That would be awesome. Excellent. Well, I, I am a corporate dropout. I spent, and I dropped out twice. So I started my career in career in consumer packaged goods sales, went into sales training and became a freelance trainer and executive coach. And then I went back into the corporate world where I worked on Wall Street in financial services and I was the senior vice president and director of employee relations and learning for UBS Financial Services, which many people know as formerly known as Payne Weber. And in that capacity, I ran things like conflict resolution and diversity and training and came to understand that there were lots of things that people could do more easily and better than they had in the past. Twelve years ago, I moved home for my now 97-year-old mother and 
decided to, to go back into helping other people learn things that I had learned from my corporate career. Is that helpful? That's very helpful. That's very helpful. So, you know, one of the concepts that you mentioned to me that I thought, hmm, that's interesting to share, mm-hmm. um, is, you know, I think sometimes um, literature and just general discussions will think of, you know, a person that's either born in, in a with the characteristics or they're charismatic or they're not. I don't mm-hmm. think that... Um, that it's commonly thought of that charisma is something that can be learned. So share a little bit with me about um, that aspect. I would be delighted to because that's one of the things I run across. It's fascinating you should say that because most people think people are born charismatic and they come into the world charismatic. And I believe that that's correct, but there's an and. And there are... I had the honor of meeting Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and Yo-Yo Ma and a bunch of other famous people just purely by accident throughout my life, really. And those people, I think, probably did come into the world. They were probably, you know, gave out a light when they were born. They were so, they had such high energy level. But what I found over the years of observing people throughout my career is that you can, there are all kinds of techniques that you can develop to learn how to look, act, and feel more charismatic than you previously did. And also, people who might be naturally charismatic still have to learn these things in order to get better, just the way a talented athlete has to learn their craft as well. So mm-hmm. it's really about being purposeful and purposeful and deliberate in thinking about how you show up in the world. Okay. Okay. So let me um, let me step back again and just ask a little sure. bit. So this particular aspect of your work uh, mm-hmm. about being more charismatic, how did that um, like become this light that you thought? You know what? I want to understand a little bit more about that, so I can share with others a little bit more about that. It it is so funny because it really was like a light for me, where. Two things kind of happened at the same time. One was that I was asked to give a speech on executive presence, which is similar to charisma, and I can explain some of the differences at some point. And I was at the same, right after I had been reflecting on my Wall Street career and how many people that I had met who were all charisma and no deliverables. And then other people that I met who were low charisma and were tremendous workers but didn't get the credit that they needed. And I was thinking about those aspects. And I was asked to speak for a convention called Women in Defense San Diego where there were going to be 22, uh, excuse me, seven of the 22 standing female admirals, a couple of female brigadier generals, a whole bunch of admirals and generals that were men, and I was going to speak to them about executive presence. And I was kind of intimidated because I thought, who the heck do I think I am to come up and talk to these people about it? And I started talking about the things that I had learned about the ways to be seen and to feel more powerful and confident. And the people who were these very, very senior leaders in either business or the military said to me, I wish I had known that when I was younger. I wish somebody had taught me that. Oh, now I realize that I've been doing those things, but now I can do it on purpose. And I had no clue that other people didn't realize you could learn those things. Mm. And I thought, 
isn't that strange that these senior leaders didn't know you could learn it. They had happened to learn it on their own. And I thought, well, I want to make it my mission to help other people become more powerful and confident and aligned with who they are at their deepest and most authentic core, which is my explicit written mission in the world. And so ever since I started doing that, I've never been happier in my work. Oh, wow. So, okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. I'm going to back yeah. up to, um, I'm going to come back to the core, but I'm going to back up to charisma and executive presence. Mm-hmm. You know, how would you, for lack of a better way of saying it, define both of them? How are they similar? How are they different? That, that's a great question, Cheryl. And what I would say is that people with executive presence tend to be charismatic, but executive presence is a Charisma feels different, for example, in the business world than a, je- a more, it's a, a sort of a subset of charisma is the, the simplest way to look at it. So, for example, you might say a brilliant musician or a dancer or a very artistic person is highly charismatic, but that doesn't mean you want to follow them. You might also say that a a charismatic, there are charismatic people who, uh, who are like fireflies. They're the, like the life of the party and they're very flamboyant and they come in and everyone remembers them. But again, that might not be applicable in the business world. So, it, and motivational speakers is another example where you see somebody out on a big stage and there are the, uh, motivational speakers, sometimes clergy people are extremely charismatic. And yet, that doesn't really fit back into the business world where someone has to be a day-to-day leader. Does that make sense as a separation between those two? Um, hmm. If not, I'll, go, I'll keep talking. Okay. Talk a little more. Sure. I mean, so, I, I see the difference, and then I, um, and I see, you know, so, uh, so I'm almost hearing some of the charismatic um, Ways, which are the the I would say the um, the types of occupations that you stated as being more gregarious, um, more um, you know, for lack of a better word, maybe extroverted, but gregarious mm-hmm. part of that extroversion um, versus the executive presence. You're kind of um, framing it when you say, but that may not fit in the business world. That's the piece that I want to hear you say more about. So sure. I, mean, I think the high energy can be there. Yes. And so what's that difference for you with regards to, and I think the business world, because we target the um, for-profit, or the, I should say the nonprofit and the public um, leaders, but I think that there's a nexus when it comes to executive presence with regards to just having that, um, having that presence that, that says that, you know, you can rely on me, you can feel confident mm-hmm. in my leadership, um, may not necessarily always come with a bunch of gregarious overtones. So I kind of get that piece, but say a little bit more. Sure. So when I think of charisma in general or executive presence, the things that they have in common are that when you have a very, if you think of the most charismatic person you've ever known, whatever that person person did. There was something about them that made you believe that they were unique and special and created, you felt a sense of connection to them and and they had some sort of an ability to influence your perspective. That's what charisma does. Okay. 
For me, the difference between, uh, for example, a charismatic performer and many motivational speakers I put in that category, not all, but many, and I, that's not to denigrate it by any means at all, but to say it sometimes is a different style mm-hmm. versus a corporate leader or a nonprofit leader. Those people have to energize people around a very specific purpose a very specific outcome. So for me, the difference between the executive presence and charisma in general is there tends to be a longer-term sense of driving towards a purpose when there's someone who has executive presence. You have a sense that they're going somewhere, whereas a charismatic performer, they may be going somewhere, but it might only be for that moment. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, um, okay, thank you. That was mm-hmm. very... Um, so my distinctions here, um, you know, is this charismatic individual. I love the unique. I love the mm-hmm. special connection, um, can influence perspective, um, but may not necessarily be toward um, a vision, you know, or an outcome Correct. that's going to energize because I'm buying into this shared vision or outcome. So, okay. Whereas the executive presence, a lot of their... Um, you know, a lot of the uh, one might look to effectiveness in a leader in being able to um, share a vision that is compelling, that wants, you know, that has others wanting to um, buy into supporting, accomplishing that shared goal. Yes, yes. And you've actually, you've just clarified something for me, Cheryl, in my own definition, so thank you, which is one of the things that I see Oh, you know what? We've got to go to commercial break, but don't lose that thought. Okay. When we come back, we're going to have Cynthia start right there with what that clarification was. Okay. Because I think that allows all of us to get a lot of clarity. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. 
Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Today, we're talking about being more charismatic, powerful. I'm using your words, um, Cindy there, or Cynthia. (laughs) Um, I like to say influential. Let's talk about the difference between those two, too. That'll be an interesting conversation. And a confident leader. So Mm -hmm. uh, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about charisma and executive presence, um, the difference between the two, maybe how the two align. I'm going to throw it right back over to you, Cynthia, to just finish your thoughts. I would love to do that. And the clarification for me is that charisma in and of itself, a charismatic person, you tend to be attracted to them. You may want to be like them or you want, may want to be near them. Charis- all charismatic people have that. People with executive presence or leadership presence also have the gift that you want to go where they want to go. So the, the charismatic part creates the connection and the attraction. The leadership presence creates the sense that we have a direction and a purpose and a vision to move toward. Okay, great. And so ideally, is, um, is the ideal package the combination of the two? I would say it depends on how... how well, the, yes, the answer is yes. There's a yes and, because you may not want a leader who is heavily entertaining versus serious. It's going to depend on the culture of the organization and the culture that's expected of them. I will tell you that Sam Walton, who I also uh, knew, Sam Walton danced the hula on Wall Street. So he did have that performer instinct, but he was also an extraordinarily good businessman who was able to do a lot of other things. So he was able to carry off having that very high energy and also have the vision and the purpose. Okay. In the, in the business world, you tend to see people who have less of the entertainment quality and more of just that sense of connection. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate um, spending a little time with regards to the distinction uh, between those two, and and I think they complement each other uh, depending upon the path that one may be um, headed down. In your book, The uh, Charisma Edge, you talk about um, nine levers Mm -hmm. for increasing your charisma, and within those nine levers, you give about 101 tips on practical things a person can do. Can we have a little bit of a conversation and maybe have you share with our listening audience um, you know, a few of those levers and then some of the practical tips within them? Sure, sure. 
Well, the way that I like to break it down, Cheryl, is to talk in terms of how you look, how you act, and how you feel. So the, the levers break down, not, not unfortunately, 3, 3, and 3 for my 9 levers, but they do break down that way. And the, I start always start with how you look because of the fact we as humans are wired to judge people on the visual first. I call it the guy across the river syndrome, where if you were in ancient times and you were happily walking down the edge of a river and then you looked across and you saw a guy across the river, how soon do you want to know if that guy is a threat or not? So the answer... Yeah, <laughs> and the answer is before he sees you, right? So, and so we, our initial responses to people tend to be hardwired in to be, to be visual. Mm-hmm. And so there are many things that you have to do. The, so the two pieces in how you look, or two or three pieces in how you look, are how you stand and walk, how you dress your appearance, how you, whether your dress is appropriate to the role that you're looking at, because even nonconformists have a uniform. I call it, and I call this tribal affiliation. They're markers of tribal affiliation. Your clothes tell other people what tribe you want them to think you're part of. And the third thing is how you gesture and use expressions such as eye contact and movement to have other people see you as more powerful and more confident. So that's the first set of examples. Let's call it the first three. So let's um, unpack those a little bit more. Sure. So how you stand, how you walk, how you dress, your gestures and expressions. Say a little bit more about that. So how you stand. What might be some practical tips around um, standing? Well, first of all, your mother was right, and you should stand up straight. Okay. A lot of people, they stand in front of the room or they stand in front of other people or even with other people in a way that doesn't look confident. That's the first thing I see. Certainly when I'm coaching speakers, people tend to stand off-center or they stand to put their hands, like they call it the fig leaf position, you know, crossed in front of them, or they cross their arms. And what I say is, at least at the beginning of the encounter, I, I use the term of stand like the mountain, and the mountain is a yoga pose where you stand with your feet hip distance apart, your arms are straight at your side, your chest is lifted, your head is parallel to the floor, and you, in, you, that's the most immovable stance that you can stand in front of the room. Not that you should stand like a s- stiff statue, but in a relaxed way, because it's completely open. It says, I'm not afraid. It tells your audience, I am not afraid. And it is much more powerful than standing half-centered or with your arms crossed or any of those kinds of things because a charismatic person is seen as a person who is not afraid. And that body posture tells other people that. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense. How about walk? What are some tips around the walk? So, So one of the things that I see happen with people and one of the ways that people get nervous or lessen their own energy is they take sort of short steps and they swing their arms a lot, and what ends up happening is that raises their heart rate, and so when they come into a situation, all of a sudden they misdiagnose themselves as being nervous, when the reality is it's just they've been moving, they're moving their feet too fast. And I do what I call the New York subway walk, which is I lengthen my slide, my, 
excuse me, I lengthen my stride maybe two or three inches more than I would normally walk. So I stride as opposed to just walking, and it actually allows you to go faster while using up less energy. And when people see you walk that way, they say, oh, that person is walking with purpose because they have, you have this sense of stride about them. The reality is that most of the time, all that person has done is lengthen, lengthen their, their footstep, their stride, just a couple of inches. Not a lot, or else you'll look like a cartoon character. But. <laughs> Great, okay. And then, um, I know dress, you said, you know, you're kind of dressing for the, for the venue or for the, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the culture, for, for, for what it is you're trying to engage in, um, appropriate. Um, any, anything else with regards to dress? I, I think the main thing for, from dress, Cheryl, is to... Just come to grips with the idea that people do judge a book by its cover. We are hardwired to do that. We can, we can watch our own behavior and try to make sure that we don't judge people by, the, by their surface, but we have to know ahead of time that people are going to see our clothes, our hair, our jewelry, our tattoos, our piercings, our pearls, whatever it is. They're going to see all of those things as symbols of of an archetype of a person from a particular business or uh, tribe. I, like I said, I call that tribal affiliation. Mm-hmm. And, and to say, who am I dressing for? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I dressing to look cute? And for this is me. Am I dressing because I want people to think I'm cute? Or am I dressing in a way that tells people that I think I'm powerful? Mm-hmm. And that's going to depend on what culture you're part of because... If I go to Silicon Valley in a, you know, pantyhose and a blue suit and pearls, they're going to roll their eyes. But if I show up on Wall Street in jeans and a t-shirt, they're going to roll their eyes. So every, every, every culture has its own rules on that. And you have to become a better observer. I say, pretend you're the, the anthropologist coming in and analyzing, you know, watching the people go by and say, what does this culture expect from mm-hmm. its leaders, what do the leaders look like? Mm-hmm. Okay, so being mindful that people do judge a book yeah. by its cover, and yep. and in this case, um, dress matters. And do you feel like um, you know having to put the energy into maybe overcoming the biases that people might yes. put up if you don't um, kind of um, dress according to the tribe, as you said, right. that you want to be. Um, belong to, uh, should you be running into a person who actually um, is going to act on their biases related to dress? Okay. And then, uh uh-huh. Or at least that if you're coming in, you make at least some portion of your appearance be very much in line with the expectations, and then you can add your own unique features to that. For example, I had a guy who was a marketing guy who had really, really long hair. And he would come into these meetings dressed in, you know, a T-shirt and a sweater and a pair of slacks. And he didn't understand why people weren't taking him seriously. Mm -hmm. And it sounds silly, but what he ended up doing is pulling his hair back into a ponytail and wearing a blue blazer. Mm -hmm. Those were the only two changes he made. 
and people started taking him more seriously. Right. And so it really is um, kind of like um, being aware mm-hmm. and choosing your battles, you know. So if I am, there, we're always navigating differences. Right. And, um, and we just choose which things we want to potentially have as um, either a potential barrier or not a potential barrier to have to get over um, right. as it relates to others, others' biases of us as they're evaluating whether or not they want to do business with us or whatever else might be the case. Okay. And, uh, and by the way, align can... with us, decide, you know, include us, be not so inclusive of us. I mean, all those things kind of fall into play. Mm-hmm. And also to sometimes say, I don't care that mm-hmm. I'm this particular piece of uniqueness I'm going to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are very, very outside of their cultural norm who have so many other strengths that they're able to have people put that aside. Mm-hmm. But they still have to deal with the first impressions that people have. And they have right. to make that choice that it's okay for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just want to choose. I mean, yeah. the, the, what you're saying is um, be mindful. Yes. And then people can choose, you know, do I want my clothing to be an issue or not an issue? Exactly. You know, do I do the norm or do I go outside the norm? If I go outside the norm, then I know that there may be some biases yeah. uh, that I might um, hit um, as it relates to that. So it sounds like we need to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you a little bit about gestures and expressions and then also um, ask you to give us some tips with regards to how do we act and and what does that charismatic person feel like um, as we continue the discussion and the journey on ways to be more of a charismatic, influential, and confident leader. Uh, So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. If you're looking for an in-depth, thought-provoking discussion about leadership, tune in to Bernard E. Robinson's The Leadership Forum, Making an Impact Through Effective Leadership. Each program provides an intelligent, conversational experience about leadership from Bernard, his guests, and you. If you're interested in improving the quality of leadership in your organization, listen live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time for the Leadership Forum on the Voice America Business Channel. 
is your business running? It should be running smoothly with nary a hiccup like a finely tuned machine. But if you're like most businesses, yours may be running nowhere close to that. Listen for Operationally Speaking with your host, Serju Samel. Our program will help you to run your entrepreneurial business easier, better, with less frustration. And by running it well, you're sure to be poised for faster growth. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Okay, and we are back with Leadership Matters today, talking about being more charismatic, influential, and confident as a leader. And with us today, we have Cynthia Burnham, coach and author of The Charisma Edge, a how-to guide for turning on your leadership power. Cynthia, again, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Yes, and before we went to break, we were kind of going through some of the tips around looking part as relates to looking more charismatic, more influential, more confident as a leader. And we had uh, talked about stand and walk and dress. I love the standing tall and firm and making that stride a little bit um, longer when we're walking and just being mindful if, if we want to or don't want to, you know, come up against maybe some biases around dress. Um, but knowing that people do have biases and they may judge us by how we're dressed and then the last thing that we were um, just kind of exploring a little bit as it relates to look was gesture and expressions. Can you say a little bit more about those two? I, could, I can say a lot about those two. <laughs> and I think if I were going to pick one thing, however, I would talk, in, I would talk about eye contact. Because eye contact is so critically important to making connections with other people. And... Th- we forget to, to really make eye contact with others. Now, I will make a caveat at, at the beginning and say that eye contact is very, very culturally driven, that there are different rules for eye contact in different societies and cultures around the world. So I'm speaking of sort of baseline, standard U.S. eye contact. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I think... Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, because it, it varies. It, it's, there are very interesting variations around the world. It's actually a fascinating topic. That what I tell people is with eye contact, we tend to look at people rather than make eye contact with them. And one of the most charismatic things that you can do is really choose to see that person, hold your eye contact a hair longer than you normally would. And by that, I don't mean you're going to stare them down like they've just done some horrible thing, right? But what, what you do is you make sure that you feel kind of a click 
that you really have seen their eyes. You know what color their eyes are. You know what their eyes look like before you let that go. And again, that is a mill. It's just a millisecond, but it's enough for you to feel more connected to them, for them to feel more connected to you, and you will feel better about those people that you're talking to. You will feel you ha- that you, as a person, have more connection if you just have that little tiny, tiny, tiny hair's breadth longer eye contact. I say the rule of thumb is if you can't tell me what color their eyes were, then you probably didn't really make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's interesting with that. As I, the, as you spoke the words, really choose to see the person. Yes. Uh, what what um, came to mind for me was when we have conversations around engagement. And we say the first step of engagement is really like greeting. It's the hello. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that... And it's that um, it's that greeting that says, I see you and you matter. Yes. So as you said, I really choose to see you. Um, that's really what kind of came to mind for me. Yeah, and you know, Cheryl, it's, it's in both a, a har- it could be both in a harsh way and in a, and in a developmental kind growing way, which is obviously with the way that I prefer. But I will tell you that I've, the charismatic politicians that I've met, when they look at you, they appear to see you, but you feel like you're judged. Mm. What I want is to be able to look at a person and see that person without, with, with waiting for judgment. It would be the way that I would, it's not in my book described this way, but that's what I think of is I should be able to look at that person with a sense of curiosity. Oh, look, it's this person. Oh, yeah. look, I get to meet this person. Yeah, and, and I'd say in our um, sector with regards to nonprofit and public, I want them to look at that person and see them in a way that says you matter, you care. Absolutely. Like, I see you, and you matter, and I care about you. And I'm curious about mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know about curious about you because I don't know. Um, I don't know about curious about you. Curious about you is... Um, is weird in some ways for me. <laughs> well, maybe it's know. just my word. I, yeah, because it might make me feel a little naked. I don't know. Like you're getting ready to explore me. That you're getting ready to. But if you, but if you just, but you just see me and you and and I matter to you yes. because you've recognized me and and you in some ways I go from you know mattering to being cared for. You know because when we're engaging um, in service, um, hopefully that's the space that we're, um, we're navigating in. Um, but, it, you know, and I think the curiosity does come into play as it relates to the conversation. I'm, I care about your perspectives and your mm-hmm. voice enough to create space to hear them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And to engage in that dialogue and to, like you said, not have prejudgments, but to really be able to create a space to hear from you. So, no, and I think that's... May, mm-hmm. I, may I give you one other way sure. that I look at this? Yeah. Sometimes when you're a leader and you're having to deal with a lot of people, you get tired. I mean, it's tired. Tiring can be tiring to interact with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And yet, your job as a leader is still to maintain that connection. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I do, and I'm going to put it in two different ways because one has a slight religious overtone to it and the other way does not. So de- mm-hmm. depending on... You, anyone's particular outlook, Mm -hmm. when I find myself getting tired and my attention flagging, when I know it is my job to be a good leader to someone, I think either 
I send you blessings as I make my eye contact, or I say, I think to myself, I send you goodwill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that reminds me as the leader that my attention is supposed to be on that person and not with all the stuff that's going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, I like both of those, and I think that that certainly, that energy is a positive energy that says, you know, again, I see you, and I see you, and I love the, the, the energy that I send you is a positive energy of, of goodwill, of blessing, yes. Yes. So nice. Can I actually have you share anything else relative to your tips that you have around gestures or expressions? Any another one just kind of come to mind that is easy to share. I'm uh, gestures are so hard to describe over the over the radio. But what I would say is that if you can watch and when the, when I coach people, I often often tell them to relax their hands because we get so excited about what we're doing or fearful some people are nervous or some people have there's so much at stake that their hand gestures start becoming very choppy and very tense and that comes across as more aggressive a lot of times rather than what you're talking about is just coming from the ease of who you are and the ease of your purpose. Did that make sense? I hope that, that makes a sense. lot of sense because I okay. actually know some people who have the choppy hand gestures yep. and their intent is not to be harsh, but how it comes across is, is pretty harsh. Yeah, that, because that, across they're chopping the space between you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, that's so, good. To have that little inner thing that every once in a while just does mm-hmm. a little temperature check and say, mm-hmm. are my hands relaxed? Mm-hmm. And if my hands are not relaxed, then I've got to let, it, let that energy go. Just mm-hmm. let it go out your fingers and let come back to a, a stiller internal place. Okay. I want to just jump to your next space around how to act like a charismatic person. Sure. And part of that is in your expressions and gestures that also ties over to look. Part of it has to do with how you use physical touch, which in the business world is mostly a handshake, and we could have lessons on handshakes. And again, that's harder to describe over the radio. The ones that I say are the other pieces that are very important in that are how you use your voice, how you articulate your words, and how you choose what words to use. So those, there are, there are things that are more or less charismatic in that way. For example, in terms of your voice, we see as more confident and more leaderly a person who speaks in a lower-pitched voice. Darth Vader wins out over Minnie Mouse. So we tend to think that people who speak in a lower and deeper voice are more intelligent, are more aware of what they're doing, and are more relaxed. And we like to listen to those voices more. So thinking about how you use your voice is extremely important. And if you can teach yourself to moderate down to the lower end of your register versus if I was talking on the phone like this and I said, Hi, I'm Cindy Burnham. I'm here to talk to you about executive presence. You'd think, what, is that crazy? Mm-hmm. But if I talk in the lower part of my voice, you will hear me as more, more charismatic and more confident. Okay, so pitch matters. Pitch like. matters. Yeah. Like, like I said, Darth mm-hmm. Vader versus Minnie Mouse. 
Okay. Um, any, could you give us one more before, before we jump to feel um, sure. with regards to charismatic? I would, if I talked about words, mm-hmm. I would say one of the things that most people forget to do in words is if you are trying to take a person towards a, a purpose, the reasons why you do that, and there are lots of good studies on this, you have to get across the emotion through your words. So saying that, that you care about things, saying that this means a lot to me personally, that this is exciting, that this is interesting, to use those, we're more likely to want to listen to someone who says, I have a really interesting powerful and positive thing to talk to you about today than someone who says, I have something I'd like to talk to you about today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So being thoughtful about how you express how you feel about your message and the, the words you choose for that can help people connect because we connect through the emotion. We don't co- connect through the words. Data, data does nothing without the story and the emotion behind us. Okay. An, an example I would give very quickly is mm-hmm. we all know how the movie, what happens in the movie, the Titanic, the ship sinks. We don't go to the movie to see that. We go to the mu- movie to get the feelings of everything that happens. So being very conscious of how do you want people to feel about what you want to say and then choosing words that way. I'm hearing that we need to go to commercial break, Cynthia. So I'm going to put a pause there. We'll come back (laughs) and finish that up and then move on to just having a little bit shared with regards to then how to feel like a charismatic person. Mm -hmm. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact InnoVisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. 
Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with Cynthia Burnham, coach and author of The Charisma Edge, a how-to guide for turning on your leadership power. Cynthia, before we went to break, you were talking about, you know, words matter as it relates to this particular um, topic of really acting like a charismatic person. We said pitch matters, and one of the other tips you were now sharing was about words. I want to have you maybe um, finish up your thoughts on that, and then I want to jump to... Uh, some of the thoughts about how to feel like a charismatic person and why that even matters as it relates to being a more charismatic or influential and confident leader. Sure. And as far as the words go, the final thing I would just say is that we are humans and we are designed to learn through stories which have an emotional connection to things. So learning how to tell stories and choosing words that, so it's not just data, so that it's people and emotions that you're talking about, that makes people feel connected to your message in a way that is much more meaningful. Great. Wonderful. If I go on to the other, how to feel like a charismatic person, Mm -hmm. the two things that I think get in people's way are, first of all, people get too much adrenaline or they get nervous. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I could probably teach a five-day workshop on nerves and people would still be working on it. I think that's the nerves are maybe the hardest thing when you're a leader is managing that. And the main tip I have on that is remember, constantly remember to breathe, which sounds so simple. But when people get into a fearful mode, they tend to freeze and they stop breathing. And then they don't have air, they don't have oxygen that goes to their brain to help them think. So if you get nervous, keep telling yourself, if you don't remember anything else, remember to remind yourself to breathe. So that's a simple tip. It's very, it seems obvious, but I, every person I talk to, when they get fearful, it's like they stop breathing. It's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing. And you can watch for it in speakers. Any particular instructions around breathing or just breathe? I do have a great question. That is one of the things that people think they, they think they should take a breath and then they do this great <gasps> inhalation and a sigh. And that's great if you're outside of the room, but that's not an easy breath that gets oxygen into your head. So what I tell people to do is allow a breath. Instead of taking a breath, allow a breath. And allowing a breath... It brings ease into the equation and helps you stay on topic so that you can get across the message and purpose that you're trying to do. So allowing a breath, how do you allow a breath? Help me understand. What does that look like? Well, uh, uh, 
I would ask you to think about it and first think about what, what do you do if I say take a breath? And generally what people do is they go... <sighs> so they open their mouths when they take a breath. Right. And I think when you allow a breath, maybe I breathe in through my nostrils. Yes, and in an easy, non-gasping way. Just you allow the breath to come in in a way that... I call it a loving breath. It, mm-hmm. it, the cells in your body love the air coming into your body, and that can be a very calming breath. Mm-hmm. I have a, um, I had a doctor. Her name was uh, Mickey Per. Guys, oh, it's Mickey Perel, I believe was Mickey was her last name. And when we were working on my blood pressure, she'd always have me breathe in through my nostrils, hold it for thirty seconds, and then breathe back out through my nostrils and just mm-hmm. kind of like repeat that um, three or four times until I can, you know, feel my body relaxing and hopefully get that pressure down as well. Yes. So interesting. Yes. Okay. And by the way, the other thing that helps people with nerves mm-hmm. is before you go into a situation where you're about to feel nervous or think you might feel nervous, think about either something that makes you really happy or some time when you felt successful and confident. And think about that. And if you start thinking about that, it's, re- it's harder for your brain to make a switch over to nervousness. It's called priming. It's like you prime your brain to think about a positive thing as opposed to a negative thing. Mm-hmm. So any final thoughts on how to feel like this charismatic person? Yeah. I would say do an exercise where you sit down and you think to yourself, Next year, on August 2nd, 2018, I'm going to do everything I set out. I'm going to do, make all the changes I want. How is everyone going to describe me at that date? And go through and say, what is my best friend and worst enemy going to say about me after I have made all of these positive changes for myself? And then give that, that future you a name, the compassionate me, the confident me, the charismatic me, the vice president me, whatever the name is. So you have a kind of a concept of that. And then decide to be that person now. Because that's your best self. And you might as well be your best self. Choose to be your best self now as opposed to thinking, oh, I've got to make all these changes. Be Wonderful. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Cynthia. Cynthia, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, go a little deeper, find your book, what might be the best um, source or way to connect with you? Well, my, my book is available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. That's easy in Kindle and regular form. They can reach me on my email, which is cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at cynthiaburnham.com. My Twitter, Twitter is Charisma Edge. My website is cynthiaburnham.com, so it all pretty much comes together. And if people write to me, I will always write back. If you write me an email, I will always write back. And that's generally the easiest way to get a hold of me. The other thing I will tell you is I have a Facebook page, which is the Charisma Edge, where I, that and in LinkedIn, I post a lot of tips that either I've read about or I've thought about on my own. But I would, I would love to hear from people and the challenges that they're having and what ideas I might be able to give them to help. Awesome. Well, I um, totally appreciate your coming on today and just sharing the tip of the iceberg of some of the wonderful how-to pieces that are included in your um, book, The Charismatic, or The Charisma Edge. And um, 
really appreciate your sharing with us how to act like a charismatic person, how to feel like a charismatic person, and how to look like a charismatic person. And just um, am hoping that um, you've enjoyed our conversation as much as I have. It's been wonderful, and your questions have been really interesting and thought-provoking and have changed the way I think about some of the things that I do. Great, and I hope our listening audience has enjoyed and will benefit from it as well. Thank you so much for being with us, Cynthia, and thank you so much to our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Matter.